Well, how about us two days in a row? It's morning in the mountains on Mountain Fun Life. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Kira Cup. And we are guiding your adventure in and around the Smoky Mountains. And we'd love for you to comment live on Facebook Live. But if you're watching this tonight on Roku or YouTube, we still love you. We do, we do, we absolutely do. And we also invite you to come and watch us in the morning when we're actually live. Yeah, <laughs> I watched us uh, last night on Facebook, Roku and YouTube, because I couldn't get over the fact that we're on all the things. You're such a nerd. Yep. And then, you know what I did driving here this morning? You listened to us on the podcast. I did. <laughs> because I am so, so hypercritical of myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like I can watch it, listen to it, and go, I wish I had done that better. So I do the same thing, so yeah. I just avoid watching myself. No, you should. I think it's good. I, it is, but like I'll, I'll watch myself, but I'll, I'll turn the volume off so I don't have to hear myself. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we've got some uh, fun things happening in and around the Smokies, even though it's going to be rainy for the next three days. Uh, if you saw Captain Accurate in his forecast, we can expect rain on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then finally drying out. So uh, a good rainy morning from our friend uh, Jennifer Lovett, who is married to our friend Brad Lovett. <laughs> but uh, some of the things we got going on at Mountain Fun Life include savings for you. Uh, would you tell us about what the latest deal is that we can offer? Yes, we have something very special for you. If you go to the Workout Anytime in Sevierville and you mention Mountain Fun Life. And when can I go? Anytime? Anytime. So right now I could go? You could go right now. Or I could go later. Or you could go at so midnight. You could go at 1 a.m. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> it's not false advertising. <laughs> but if you mention Mountain Fun Life to them, they'll give you a free seven-day trial. That's, so that's good. That's a fun thing to do. Excellent. All right. And we'll remind you of that uh, later on in the show. So we do want to hear from you as you watch us on Facebook this morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, yesterday we had a lot of fun. We did the show here. We with um, We had Jim Johnson and we had Rich Haley and we had Brad Lovett. And today I think it's just you, me, and Brad. Yes. And I have something very fun planned for you. A really? surprise. A surprise for me. Yes. Um, yesterday I got inspired. Okay. I was sitting at my desk and I was like, what can we do for the show tomorrow? That'll be interesting. So I put myself in a place that I can easily be made fun of for you. Well, I think I saw something on the Mountain Fun Live Facebook page or Instagram feed you? about you going into the studio. Yes, I was yeah. in the radio room. The radio room. Recording something extra special. Good, good. All right, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Also, yesterday after the show, we went over to Sevierville and visited our friend Mike McElroy at um, CeCe's Pizza. We did, and we had some pizza there. That veggie pizza was very good. It was delicious. Like, I want another piece. Not just the pizza, <laughs> but the, at the end when you just eat the, like some people call it the bones. Or I, the bread. Yeah, the crust. And I just always called it the crust, but that had uh, a nice uh, zing to it, nice flavor. It did. And the garlic mm. bread was was pretty tasty, too. Well, anyway, if you have $40 laying around and you want to eat an enormous amount of pizza, uh, <laughs> you could win potentially $500. It's two people, so $40, $20 each, $40 total, to win possibly $500, which is $250 each. You just have to eat this 28-inch pizza which is yes. it is it about this big it was, it was very it's big it's a little smaller than that we'll show you maybe a picture later it's probably on probably like that what? big did <laughs> <laughs> you taste my hand i think i tasted your hand it does no longer taste like pizza at least that's good i can tell you've washed i washed my hands yes. um but i i in the live video we did yesterday at cc's i was assuming that a 28 inch pizza was twice as big as a 14 inch pizza mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I saw the comment where somebody called you out. My friend Tony Grappen. Yeah. And I should know this. I mean, I but except I hate math and I hate geography. I mean, geometry. I don't even know how to say it. I, I don't like math. I don't like geometry. I don't like trigonometry. I despise calculus. All of those things. I don't like them. And my mother always gives me a hard time about it because I happened to score well on one math test in my life. And my mother, for the next 20 years, was like, when are you going to get out of radio and go be a math teacher? When are you going to go do, you know, get a real job like teaching math or something? Like, Mom, I hate math. I'm bad at math. No, but you did so good on your SATs, Frank. <laughs> well, I find that interesting because you host a trivia show sometimes. I do, and, I, and we all ask a lot of math questions. So when I'm reading any of the other questions, I have a pretty good idea what I'm talking about, and I often will proofread those questions. But if there is a typo in the math question, we are in trouble because I read it as it's written and I don't know what I'm talking about. And then there's this, I'm hope, I've got this fear in me because I'm hoping that one of the kids, there's eight kids on the panel, high school kids, if any one of them can possibly please ring in and say the answer that's also on my paper, then I know I've said the question correctly. <laughs> because I have sometimes messed it up and the judges start hollering, no, no, that's wrong, you said it wrong. And we have to edit it out of the show. It's embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. It's, yeah. So that's, so, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to geography, geometry. Well, so Tony Frank. Grappen says that 28 inches pizza is four times bigger than a 14 inch pizza. And now you know. That's what he said. I assume it has something to do with pi r squared because pizza is pi. It's a pizza pie. Right, and we did not have a slice yesterday. You notice I didn't mention that we should have a slice. I know. I was kind of shocked by that because you're from New York and you always try to throw yeah. in your New Yorker sling. This, this is not New York pizza. CeCe's is good pizza, but it it's not pizza. New York pizza because no. it's too much bread. The sauce is good. Well, the sauce is terrific. The, the vegetables were terrific. The cheese was terrific. Everything about it was tasty, but, it, but a true New York pie like you had when you went to New York. Mm-hmm. Super it's thin. Super thin, really big. Mm -hmm. And like you can actually fold it and then. Yeah, there's a, I think a movie with Sophia Loren who you've probably never heard of. And um, no. she was an Italian act, beautiful. She's still alive, a beautiful Italian actress. She took that piece of pizza and you can imagine that, take that slice and you put your finger here so that it curves inward. So you've got this triangle with a point down here and you've made a, a curve like that, right? Mm -hmm. She took her pizza, I think in this movie, and rolled it the other way. So it became like a um, like a cigar almost, or That's like a weird. cannoli or something, and she ate it that way. Dang it! I want to try that. I know it's it's good, but you have to have super thin crust pizza in order to do that. At CC's, which is delicious, but it's a much breadier crust. Mm -hmm. it, you can't. You couldn't be able to roll it you up. It would all no. it would all come splooging out of the sides. You just have to chomp it down normally. Yeah, but we enjoyed it, so we're going to say thanks to Mike McElroy yeah. for uh, for feeding us lunch yesterday after we finished the live video, and we're going to show you a clip from that, I believe, later in the show. Yeah, we are. All right, the part yeah. where I uh, wipe your face, right? Yes, that's the part. <laughs> I, but I meant it well. I forgot we were on camera for a second. I'm looking out for my partner over here, and I'm like, let me dab that piece of bready crust off of your face. But the camera was still rolling, and I... Frank always takes care of me. I don't know. So what are we saying? Oh, well, you can take care of me. What are we doing next? Well, next we're going to show this video that I worked very hard on yesterday. I produced it myself, Kira KC Productions. Oh, KC, like Kansas City. Oh, like, Kira Cup. Kira right, Cup. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. So, Hunter, hit it. <laughs> KC reps, take one. 
Well, good morning, Smoky Mountains and around the world. Today, you're gonna watch us and not even hurl. You're watching Morning in the Mountains on the Mountain Fun Life channel. This is the place that Murphy wears flannels. Frank does the hosting and Kara does the roasting. Brad does the news and Rich covers sports crews. Today, we're gonna talk about places to eat. So make sure to like our page and take a seat. Fun. That was good. That was really good. Thank you, thank you. And it's funny that you mentioned that I wear flannel because when you see me every day, I do show up wearing flannel. You do, and like and you- I, I, It's down here under here somewhere. And you're know. an improviser, and you told me yesterday that whenever improvis improvisers get together, they all wear flannels and blue jeans. Yeah, this is my flannel shirt that I wore. I'm like the reverse Mr. Rogers. I show up wearing a sweater and a flannel shirt, like this one. This is a nice one. What is a nice one? It's from, uh, what's it from? Very flannel. L.L. Bean. Ooh, how fancy. I must have gotten that as a present from my sister or something. But um, then I change into what I'm, I'm more comfortable wearing, <laughs> which I know this sounds weird. You're comfortable wearing a suit. <laughs> this, I am much more comfortable this way. I feel like it's slenderizing. I feel like I can sit up straighter. I just feel like, I don't know, it's something about it. It's, I like when I look at the monitor, I'm like, yep, that's what I should look like. I was going to wear something more fancy today, but I couldn't. Well, whenever I got it out of my closet and I put it on, the button broke off. Oh, so I had to wear this. But we are going to talk about food as you wrap to us, because we just started talking about uh, Cece's Pizza, mm -hmm. which is a fun place to go. They've got locations in Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, and Gatlinburg. So I was thinking about, I didn't know about your wrap, but I knew we, the topic today was going to be about eating. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about places that I like to go eat in mostly Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg. What about you, where, where do you go? I like to go, well, whenever I'm working, I like to go to Subway or Publix. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> you can't find those anywhere else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like me going to Arby's on the way home. I mean, I it's know. not really a thing. You well, know? I get 30 minutes on my break, so, so I have, you have to, to go. go close. Yes, and those are the two closest places, but. A lot of our Florida friends probably love Publix. They probably do. And there's one right in the heart of Pigeon Forge and another one coming there under construction in uh, Sevierville. Mm -hmm. And then, like, my favorite sit-down place to eat is Sunliner, the diner. Even oh, yeah. though the, they've the, had something terrible happen recently. The 50s, it's, it's new, though. It's only been around new. for since like, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, just a few months. Yeah, and that's the 50s retro diner. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it's next to uh, or near Puckett's. Mm -hmm. I have a coupon for Puckets. I need to go there soon and use my coupon for Puckets. I want to try that. I've been wanting to try them. Um, I've heard that they have delicious food. Well, we should go. Let's go. We should go. totally go. And then uh, also the um, there's a place uh, called Blue Moose. Have you been there? Blue Moose. I have not been there. It's it's kind of near, and we want to hear your favorite restaurants. Obviously, that's why we're talking about this topic, so you can suggest good places to go. I don't need to hear you bash, oh, I had a wilted piece of lettuce one time at the salad bar. I don't care right. about that. We want recommendations as to where we should go, yes. not where we should avoid. So tell us where we should go. And I'll tell you, Blue Moose is very good. They uh, are near Creative Theater. So mm -hmm. both times, I think all three times maybe, that I went to Blue Moose was right after I had been to see a show at Creative Theater. Mm -hmm. And they've got um, a bazillion TVs in there. So one of the times we went was the Sunday matinee at Creative. And we go in, and there's a different football game in every booth. That's really Because they cool. have, in addition to the big TVs on the walls, they have smaller ones in the booths, so you can watch just that one game. They'll have 
fancy. It was so, really good, and the food, the burgers were outstanding. So, can you choose which football game? I think you can ask. Yeah, they can ask them to change the channel, or you can be asked to be seated at the booth that's already showing the whatever. And I'm pretty sure. Don't don't hold me to this, but I got the feeling from some signage that if you uh, contact them in advance, you can actually reserve you know, a table that would be able to show, let's say, for example, the Cowboys game or the Redskins mm -hmm. game or the, you know, or in this case, the Chiefs who won the Super Bowl, you want to go see them right. play next year. So I don't know what they do outside of football season because I have to go back yet. I haven't been there yet outside of football season, but they were real good. They sound good. I mean, I'm not really into sports, but I think that yeah. would still be a cool experience. I have a long list of places I like to go in Gatlinburg, too. I mean, we talked specifically about Pigeon Forge and those, but do you have any, uh, any Gatlinburg favorites? Gatlinburg. Because I can start running down the list. It used to be Hard Rock Cafe, but they moved to Pigeon Forge. Yeah, that's true. I did love going to Hard Rock when it was in Gatlinburg. That's mm -hmm. a good point. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to go to Old Red. I haven't been there yet, but I've heard they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, when I go for food in Gatlinburg, um, like, for example, coming up the first weekend in March is the Gatlinburg Improv Fest. Mm -hmm. So I'll be in town all weekend. I'll need to find lunch and dinner on a Friday and then breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the Saturday, and then breakfast on the Sunday before we come back out of town. And it happens to fall uh, during Lent this year, which means on the Friday, once we get past Ash Wednesday, I can't eat regular meat. I'm allowed to have fish, mm -hmm. but otherwise I'm vegetarian. It's fish or vegetarian. Those are the options. Hashtag vegetarian life. So in past years, I've gone to a trout restaurant over near uh, Atrium Pancakes. It's a famous trout restaurant in Gatlinburg. So we went there, and I had some good trout one year. That was good. That sounds gross. You don't like trout? Is in that fish? Yeah. I don't eat fish. Why not? I don't eat anything that has a mind. I'm not, well, that's true. Yes, but we do talk about well, your idea of going fishing is to not throw a hook in the water. Mm -hmm. I to, just I go cast lining. That's what I call it. You just basically throw your your line in the water, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. nothing happens. Yeah, I, I like the the fancy rod where you have to like pull it up, and then you like. So you put a little weight on the end, throw it into the stream, yes, and then and wait for nothing to happen, <laughs> yeah. and then you reel it in. It's mainly just to see how far I can cast it out. Okay, so it's like interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. I also like uh, Pancake Pantry, but I generally go there for lunch, not breakfast. Lunch, not breakfast. Well, most people go there for breakfast. The line at 7 o'clock in the morning, up until about... 11 in the morning, is all the way down the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. So when you see the line disappear, the Pancake Pantry closes at 2 in the afternoon. So during that little bit of a window between, let's say, 11.30 and 2, they're serving lunch. Mm -hmm. And nobody is waiting to get in, so you can get a table. And I think um, at least twice when I was there, I got the same burger, which was, they're, they're, it's on the top of the menu, they're special. It's a burger, which is meat, I'm sorry, but it has a slice of bell pepper, green bell pepper that on it. That sounds good. And then in the, so imagine a bell pepper is like a clover, right? Four leaf mm -hmm. clover. And then each of the spots, they put a slice of banana. That sounds It's weird. That's why. That's why I wanted it. I wanted it because it was weird. I bet the textures felt good, though. The textures mouth. and the flavors, it did. So if you have a weird food item, I want to hear about that as well mm -hmm. on our Facebook Live comments. We want to get uh, some good suggestions about fun things 
Because the other place I'm thinking of is the Peddler Steakhouse, which I can't talk to Kara about either because they serve meat. It's a steakhouse. And not well, only I mean, that, they bring the meat, the raw meat to your oh, table and carve it in front of you. You'd oh, be disgusted. Oh, dear gosh. I'd probably start <laughs> crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really would. And uh, another place that I really like is uh, Pirate's Voyage or Dolly Parton Stampede. I mean, yes, it's a dinner show, but you also get some really delicious food. And as a vegetarian, they make special things for me. That's why you mentioned, uh, I think on one of our earlier episodes, you talked about having um, the non-meat serving, mm -hmm. non-meat meal at the Stampede. Yes, um, I think at the Stampede it was a bowl of like these mixed vegetables. Yeah. It was really good. And then at, uh, I think at Pirate's Voyage, they brought me some pasta. Pirate pasta. Pirate pasta. Arr. But it's probably different every day. Really? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think the thing about... The dinner shows is that they serve the same thing every day. Maybe that's it. I think that's their specialty because you don't go. You know, that's why you go there, right? Mm -hmm. You go there for the show, and every time I've been to the Stampede, I've always had the Cornish game hen and the potato soup, mm -hmm. and the, all the other same. It's been the same food every time I've gone. Yeah, they bring you an entire chicken, and if they set an entire chicken on my plate, it's a tiny chicken. I mean, it's it's a, a tiny chicken. It's, it's a an game entire. Hen. It's a. It's, it's an entire animal, Frank. Yes, but it's, yeah, that's what they do. It's gross. Well, you mean some places, you know, you can get a half a chicken. Like it's a full-size chicken, but it's just half. Like you go to a, I, my wife and I went to Gus's fried chicken this past, recently, well, I don't know exactly when. And one of the things on the menu is a half chicken. So it's a wing, a thigh, I mean, a, a wing, a breast, uh, a thigh, and a leg. Yeah, it's all the things. So this whole, like, you can get the left half or the right half. What about the beak? That would be, I saw beaks when I went to the Asian supermarket. Mm -hmm. I went to the Sunrise Market to buy some uh, supplies for our Asian, our, our Chinese New Year show. And they had the, you could buy the feet, the chicken feet were in one package. The beaks were in another one. That's really gross. You asked. I did. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, I think it's time. Time for the news. So we want you to continue commenting throughout the course of the show with your recommendations of places where we should and could go eat in uh, in and around the Smoky Mountains. Because I've got a few more places in Gatlinburg that I want to talk about, like the Chinese restaurant. I have to look up yes. the name of it. I usually go there for lunch on the Saturday of the Gatlinburg Improv Fest, mm -hmm. meet up with some of the other improvisers. But uh, at this point in time, we've got the uh, latest this Tuesday. It is, in fact, Tuesday, the 4th of February. So uh, 2420, Brad Lovett has got an update for us. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. Governor Bill Lee gave his second State of the State address in Nashville last night. Now, he didn't make a lot of direct mention. Of course, the topic that, that makes us perk up is anything having to do with the tourism industry. But he did tout a strong economy and business goals. Now, the governor also said we're not just being noticed by our fellow southern states. We're getting recognition from all across the country. He said tonight we gathered to celebrate the state of our state and discuss ways to continue the momentum. Now, one of the biggest stories coming out of that, and that's especially if you're thinking about relocating to Tennessee and you have school children, you want good schools, and there is a proposal to have $117 million more for increased teacher salaries in the state of Tennessee. Mm. So that's some good news for our folks, our, our hardworking people who are teachers, and also for folks who are, live here or may want to move here at some point in the future. All right. 
And we have video going around that we've seen about an elk jam. We have air jams, now we have elk jams in Catalucci. Now, oh, I thought you said elf. I was picturing, <laughs> I was picturing a bunch of like uh, Will Ferrell dressed as an elves doing a dance, an elf jam. What I did you say? That. It's an elk jam. And what does it taste like? I have never had it, so I know okay. you can get it. Because Kira wouldn't need it because it's, it's a meat <laughs> I product. I would not. Yeah. All right. Right. <laughs> What's an elk jam? Well, basically like a berry jam, meaning that the elk is holding up traffic. Oh, a traffic jam. Yes, yeah, a traffic jam. Caused by elk. Caused See, by elk. my mind went to music jams and preserves, mm -hmm. both of which would be nasty with elk, but nevertheless. I, I would think anyway. But in, elk were even coming up to the vehicle like they were giving directions. Oh. You know, so just... Well, Moose out front should have told you. You know, park's closed, or Moose Elk yeah. out front should have told you. They were doing this. They were going that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's how an elk gives directions. But but Bill, uh, bull elks can run up to 45 miles an hour, so they can keep up with you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Except on the interstate. Hi, can you go 45 miles an hour in Cades Cove? Uh, I don't think so. I think that, the, the that was Catalucci, but the same thing. All right, no, well. you're not going 45 miles an hour. So yeah. park officials emphasize having a place to retreat for safety in case a bull elk becomes aggressive. And that does happen occasionally. If you, if you don't want to cross a bull elk during, uh, what is it called, rutting season? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you Especially want to stay, then. stay totally away. Mm -hmm. So again, reminded to keep a very safe distance. Can I ask a really dumb question? Why do you have duct tape on the counter? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> here, throw that over here. <laughs> here, all right. Anyway, you want some duct tape? Actually, yeah. What's I was it for? you to offer. Okay. Uh. <laughs> oh. Okay. See, I knew that was coming. Hilarious. <laughs> Is this okay? Hilarious. Uh, how nice I am to you at the pizza place, and you're going <laughs> to... It doesn't stick. <laughs> really? Okay, fantastic. All right. Well, that's how all that worked. Okay. You can. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get you back. Okay. Alrighty. Now, some good news for everybody who's driving. Tennessee gas prices have dropped 16 cents in the last 30 days. Woo! and are expected to trend even lower in the coming week. That Tennessee gas price average is 2.23. That's across the entire state with 5 cents cheaper than last week, 16 cents less than 1 month ago, and 20 cents more than 1 year ago. So up a little bit from last year, but down a little bit from the last couple of months. Yesterday on the show, um, we mentioned that the gas in Gatlinburg and uh, it costs more than the gas in Pigeon Forge, which costs more than the gas in Sevierville. So when you are planning your trip uh, in and around the Smokies, that's I, my suggestion is, you know, there's a couple of places um, for cheap gas in Sevierville. Mm -hmm. There's that, plenty of places. Yeah, that are much less. Uh, actually, you know, I used to use an app called Gas Buddy until I read its privacy uh, <laughs> agreement. <laughs> <laughs> and then I switched to just using Google Maps because they now have gas prices on Google Maps. That's and cool. uh, helps you find the cheapest gas. And since this information came from uh, AAA and our good friend Stephanie Milani, we, uh, they also, if you remember, there's an app that also has gas prices. Oh yeah, the AAA, that's right, the AAA app, she told us when she was here that they have access to the cash register reports, you know, they can actually use, the, or credit cards, when you, when some anonymous customer makes a credit card purchase at a gas station, they're able to calculate the price of the gas from this, I guess the gas stations report that somehow to AAA. That's so really cool. So theirs is even more accurate with uh, Gas Buddy 
and Google, I think they're counting on people like you and me to go to a gas station and, and type in the correct price if it fluctuates. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, it goes, it comes directly from the, the cash register. Very oh. good thing. Now we have a new addition to Mountain Fun Life and Dre Hilton will be joining us for entertainment news on Wednesdays. Now that was fast. That <laughs> happened really fast because yesterday the big boss says to me, do you know how to get in touch with Dre Hilton? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. He's, I've known him for you know a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So he says, well, why don't you invite him over for a meeting? I'd like to get see meet him in the next couple of days. So I send a text to Dre and I go home. And then I see on Facebook yesterday afternoon, you actually, you posted this. What was it? Yeah. Um, well, it's just a welcome to Dre for coming to our studio for being a part of our show now. Because <laughs> I've had him on as a guest multiple times, mm -hmm. and he's dynamic. They call him Mr. Smiley because when you see him in the, he, he for many years was in the Soul of Motown Review at Grand Majestic. And he's and always smiling. Always smiling, and his, his smile literally lights up a room. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's very dynamic. And um, I've run into him, you know, at the. Festival on the 4th downtown, he performs mm -hmm. there. I went to see his Hits and Oldies show at the Knoxville Art Museum. He had another one that was sold out, a lunchtime show not too long ago in uh, Knoxville. He's done them in Oak Ridge, Maryville, Alcoa. He's going all around the surrounding areas, taking his talent that he's been doing in Pigeon Forge for all these years to all the surrounding neighborhoods. So we text him. He, I guess he, he came over yesterday afternoon. Yeah, he did. And next thing you know, he's co-hosting the Wednesday Morning in the Mountains with Jim Johnson. I'm not complaining. No, I think it's fantastic. I love Dre. I think it's a good move. Uh, but it was that was fast. <laughs> it was fast. Like he came in, and I thought he was here for an interview with you, and I, I had I started panicking because I was like, oh, we don't really do interviews at this time of the day, so why yeah. is he here? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was here to meet with the big boss. Yeah, I, I know that now. And things happened. <laughs> so well done. So Dre, keep an eye out. I guess will that be tomorrow? Is he coming tomorrow? Uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Oh, a week from tomorrow. Okay, so no, tomorrow it's Jim. Doing Tomorrow it's going to be a special sports spectacular with Rich Haley. Oh, okay, because yeah, this will start next week. Super Bowlness. Yes. Okay, so we're still in Super Bowl week. Mm -hmm. So whatever tomorrow is, okay, I get it. All right, so a week from tomorrow, it'll be the Dre and Jim mm -hmm. Entertainment Show. Excellent. Right. Excellent. I will try to watch. All righty. I mean, I'll make sure I watch. Well, well, certainly. And a few events we have coming up soon. One does involve Dre, as a matter of fact, but we'll be having this week the Smoky Mountain Gospel Jubilee at Country Tonight Theater. Also, if you're interested in working at Dollywood or know someone who is, next Saturday, Saturday the 8th is going to be the hiring event for Dollywood at Sevier County High School. Now, they have several more all around the region, and you want to go to dollywood.com, fill out a pre-application, and you can find other dates and times as well for Dollywood for the 2020 season. And also, if you could work at Dollywood, have any job at Dollywood, what would you want to have? Hmm, if I, any I mean, job just, at Dollywood. I think you could just walk in one day, like, and just say, I'm, and, or you've been to Dollywood and you thought, you know, that looks like I could do that job. I would, I could do it. Is anybody Mr. Announcer? I'd do that. Mr. Announcer. Yes, like, I'd be one of those. Lost Child, uh, IL3, no. <laughs> All right. IL3. What about you? Either something to do with the train hmm. or one of the girls who wears those fancy dresses. Oh, the girls with the fancy dresses. Mm -hmm. That's a good point, yeah. I'm like you, Brad. I would prefer to have something where I get to, um, interact with a lot of people and be in one of the theaters as opposed to uh, work in the food business. I'm not that great with food. I mean, I like eating it, and we're going to talk about that on the show. We want to hear your comments about places to go eat. Maybe your, even your favorite Dollywood restaurants, I'd be interested. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I'd rather not be in the food business. I'd rather be in the entertainment business at Dollywood. 
That's good, but that's they do hire. They have auditions, you know, for singers and dancers every year. And a lot of um, some some well-known people got their start at Dollywood, singing and dancing. I almost auditioned for a show once. It's been yeah. years ago, but do you sing? I mean, you, we heard you rap, eh. but do you like you know show tunes? Can you sing a if you had to get up there and and do you know? Defying Gravity from Wicked, which I, I don't heard. know if I can hit those notes. But all right, what's an easier one? Do Re Mi Fa Sol La Ti Do. Do Re Mi Fa Sol La Ti Do. Okay, so you you can get by. If you got cast in a musical, you you'd be all right. Okay. I'm saying right. Maybe. All right. I'm sorry, Brad. Back to you. All righty. <laughs> then uh, Dre will be appearing with Katie and Alex Stokes and several other folks on Date Night Comedy. Oh, Dre Hilton. Uh, yeah. Dre Hilton. Yes, at Date Night Comedy Night. That is going to be Thursday, uh, February fifth. 13th, February 13th, Thursday the 13th, and that'll be just the day before Valentine's Day, and tickets are going fast, from what I understand, and you'll want to look up the Facebook event to get your tickets to that event, and we did talk about gas prices a minute ago, and if uh, one comment, you could leave, if you so desire. What gas prices are you seeing in your area? I think I paid 209 yesterday, 209.9 at um, Sam's Club, so that's pretty good. I just stopped looking because it doesn't matter what price it is, you're still going to have to pay that anyways. Yeah, but I'm super cheap, and if I can save... I mean, if I, let, I have an eight-gallon tank. So sometimes if I go to the place where the gas is one penny cheaper, even though I've only saved eight cents, I feel better about myself. Okay. <laughs> I, I got gas last night. I, I have to confess, I didn't even bother looking. Oh, wow. One you guys, you guys... Fancy over there. I'm, I'm, I say twenty dollars and whatever twenty dollars rises. I <laughs> I go out of the we we save the gas points at Kroger. We do. We do that. Oh my gosh. We uh, yeah. My wife and I, when we get enough gas points going, we back the cars up to one for another and fill them both up on the same. We have a known transaction. Well, I live way out in the country, so building up points for Kroger would kind of be pointless for me because whenever I need gas, I need it now. <laughs> well, well, when you're older, you know you have those prescriptions, and that helps too. <laughs> and also, I have a car now that tells me how many miles I have left before I run out of gas. I used to take it all the way down and guess. Mm-hmm. I used to try to, to dry it as bone dry as I possibly could. But now, <laughs> if, I, if I tell, the light comes on when there's 30 miles to go, I'm like, I want that light to go off more than I want to empty the tank. Mm-hmm. So I make sure I, I get gas at that point. Before I, the light comes on. I don't like the light. Yeah, the light's pretty annoying because it's, it's very bright. That's why it's there. It's very You're not yellow. supposed to see it. You're supposed to fill up before the light comes on. Well, <laughs> I'm sometimes your mind. I'm blowing your mind. Okay. No, I actually I'm pretty responsible with it. I fill up like whenever I get in that last fourth quarter. All right, of the tank. Good. Yeah. All right, that's good. All right, hey, uh, let's take a quick break and come back with more mountain fun life, more of morning in the mountains. We are talking today about your uh, favorite restaurants to eat in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, or really anywhere. If you've got a place you can recommend on the other side of the mountains in Cherokee, I want to hear about that as well. I've got a couple more uh, Gatlinburg places to uh, talk about, and and you have some other. We're going to hear, need some more suggestions from you, uh, and it'll give us ideas of places we can recommend. All right. We'll be back with more of Morning in the Mountains momentarily. Brad Lovett, Kara Cup. I'm Frank Murphy. Stay tuned. We have our own magazine. Our prints are located in shops, gas stations, hotels, ballparks, all over the Smoky Mountain region. We offer a concierge service for cabins, hotels, resorts, and individuals. 
A portion of any of our services or ad space may be applied as ticket value to the cost of any service or ad you book through us. Contact our marketing today for a free initial consultation. Email marketing at mountainfunlive.com. Thank you for watching Morning in the Mountains on Mountain Fun Life. I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Kira Cup. <laughs> We're getting used to that part of the show. <laughs> but we uh, have been thinking about great places to eat in and around the Smoky Mountains. And I mentioned that with the Gatlinburg Improv Fest coming up on March 6th and 7th, I've got to start thinking about all the places where I'm going to eat. Mm -hmm. uh, the hotel where I'm staying, I think has free, I'm positive, has free breakfast. So I'm covered for breakfast on the Saturday morning. You could go to Cece's Pizza. They do have a good one in, uh, in Gatlinburg, right? I believe so. I think so. There's one in Severville, too. Yeah, we went to the one in Severville yesterday, so I may have to hit that one back on my way. Mm -hmm. But I also have been wanting to go uh, in Gatlinburg to the new Alamo Steakhouse since it reopened. And there's also, I'll have to look up the name of a, there's a Mexican restaurant across the street from Sweet Fanny Adams. And last year, we showed up in this Mexican restaurant at midnight about, and they were easily 100, 150 of us who had all come over from the Improv Fest. And I've, I've made a Facebook Live video because there were so many of us, and they were overwhelmed, but they loved it because they were making bank on mm -hmm. a first weekend in March. You know, it's not a busy time in Gatlinburg, unless mm -hmm. you're a moonshine place. Everybody else is kind of, it's a lull. That's why we do the Improv Fest that weekend, because we can get the theater mm -hmm. and we can get cheaper rates on the hotels. We deliberately go off season. Well, anyway, they treated us so well that I've seen some comments on the Gatlinburg Improv Fest Facebook page from these guys in, out of town going, somebody should contact that Mexican restaurant that took such good care of us last year so we can go back. Are you going to go back? Is that... Well, I'm just now do? remembered. I'd forgotten about it until just this moment because I was thinking about how in past years I've been to No Way Jose's to get some kind I of love no Way Jose's. fish taco for dinner before the show. Mm -hmm. um, the Chinese restaurant that is in the back of some, you go down some alley, you know what I'm talking about in Gatlinburg? You said a Chinese restaurant down some alley. No, I do not know what well, you're talking about. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> and especially on Saturday afternoon when the sidewalk is full of uh, moonshine tasters and they're filling up all like the chain restaurants. It's really hard when tourists are in town. God bless you tourists for coming. But we can pretty much predict that you're going to go to the McDonald's and the Wendy's and the Arby's mm -hmm. and the Subway and uh, the, even the McAllister's, not the McAllister's, the, um, what's the other place I'm trying to think of? Uh, you know, Zaxby's? Te Texas Roadhouse type places. Yeah. yeah. Any of those ones you know, when you're, you're visiting from South Carolina, you're like, well, I know Texas Roadhouse. I'm just going to go there. Well, that creates an opportunity for the rest of us to go to the no-name Chinese restaurant and get a table without waiting mm -hmm. and go to Pancake Pantry for lunch because everyone else goes there for breakfast. True. Go to... Um, and those are the well, Atrium Pancake House. When you want to, when Pancake Pantry is busy, you go to Log Cabin Pancakes up on a historic nature trail, less crowded, or you go to Atrium Pancakes on the other side of town, depending on which side of town you're on, you can find an alternative pancake house. It's a, I mean, you know, I'd love Pancake Pantry, but when the lines are too long and I got a show to be on, I got to go the other way. Yeah, there's a pancake house pretty much on every corner here. Why is that? 
Well, they're kind of like the McDonald's of the Smokies. I mean, I, is <laughs> on it every corner. I mean, there's also some place that I went last year, and it was like a camp-style breakfast. It was, you know, you go there and they had, um, I guess, skillets of things, mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be like a old-timey camp breakfast with the mess, not the mess tent, the uh, the chuck wagon type of atmosphere. Chuck I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it's way on the end of Gatlinburg, almost to the National Park. So, oh, T Tori says locals, uh, Tony rather, says locals love Texas Roadhouse. I, in fact, love Texas Roadhouse also. My wife and I went to the Texas Roadhouse in Pigeon Forge, mm -hmm. hoping to eat before a show at Creative Theater, and the line was too long, so we couldn't eat. <laughs> we had to go to McAllister's Well, instead. did you at least get some peanuts? They had them. But you didn't eat them. No, we didn't. We didn't stay. We, they said it's all about forty-five minutes to a ninety-minute wait. I'm like, mm, I'm going to miss the show. We'll come back another time. I love Texas Roadhouse, but not when I've got an eight o'clock curtain, and you know it's six thirty. <laughs> Thought we had plenty of time. Apparently, we did not. Well, I mean, you're a fast eater, aren't you? Yeah, but they're not even going to seat me until seven, uh, seven thirty or thereabouts. I mean, that's a yeah. I guess you do have to sit before you. And get then to you eat. have to order. So by the time yeah. you know we got there at six thirty, by the time we would have been served, it would have been time to leave mm -hmm. for the show. Well, yesterday we were in a rush at CC's Pizza. Not yeah. really, but we 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 did a little contest. Well, yeah. It turns out that we had a little fun impromptu. We went over there to see their contest they have the uh, cc's pizza challenge mm -hmm. where if you can eat you and a friend can eat their huge 28 inch pizza in half an hour or less you are then in the running for the 500 hundred dollar grand prize which is just you're competing by by the time stopwatch time mm -hmm. against other people from the severable cc's so the odds of winning are pretty good because realistically in the course of a month you might get 10 let's say 10 contestants so because it's a difficult challenge you have to pay 40 dollars to buy your food and drink. Then you have to eat it in half an hour or less, and you have to have the fastest time, so somebody's gonna win that $500. That's true. But then while we're there, uh, Mike McElroy was serving us up whatever we wanted from the buffet. They have an all-you-can-eat buffet. And my point was, plenty of people have already eaten the equivalent of a 28-inch pizza mm -hmm. from the all-you-can-eat buffet. So what was the thing that we ate? We ate garlic bread. Mmm, that was good. It was really good. I think your piece was smaller than mine, though. And oilier, but it was. as you, Mike told you to take that piece, and you didn't. Well, I didn't want to. I took oil. the last piece that was left. I feel weird eating oil, so I, I like to go for the one that doesn't have as you, much. You feel bad for the little olives who were crushed to death? I know I eat olives all the time. Okay, that's all it is. It's just crushed olives. You can picture Lucille Ball stomping on them like she when like <laughs> that's how they make it. It's similar wine. You press the olives. Huh, I didn't know no? that. Well, they have an olive press. The first press is extra virgin. The second press is Virgin, and the third press is uh, Costco. Well, or why don't we watch this they... video? Okay. Drinks. <laughs> if you're the best time in the winter, five hundred bucks. Let's do our own contest right now. All right. Let's see who can finish this the first, the fastest. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. Oh, you know better than that. Come on. Come on. I'm pretty sure I'm going to win. You're going to win. I know I'm going to win. I'll take the oiliest piece so it goes down the fastest. Ah, uh, I win. It's <laughs> okay, Kara. Wow, I really well, didn't expect that. Before we head back to the studio, do you mind if we just uh, stay here and eat a little bit? 
I think it'll be fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching, liking, and sharing. I'm sorry that I got bread in my teeth, but it's quite a show. I had a great time. Thank you for coming. I gotta look out for my girl. You got some too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come and see us. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for watching. Check us out tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, live on Facebook for another episode of Morning in the Mountains. Kara and I will be there taking your live comments and having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Lots of laughs, too, because you keep me laughing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Even just looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, from Mountain Fun Life, I'm Frank Murphy. And I'm Kara <laughs> You're eating again. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> My favorite part is when Mike McElroy demanded that I daintily wipe his mouth the way I daintily wiped I yours. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to wipe your mouth daintily. I'm just going to... Well, I mean, he had a lot, like, the entire thing was shoved into his mouth. Well, you could see that from the very beginning, I knew I was going to win because you guys have obviously never watched the hot dog eating contest at... I have um, not, no. At the 4th of July, on uh, Coney Island, 4th of July. Well, what was your secret to it then? Well, what they do on those contests is, well, first they dip the hot dog in the bun in water, which I didn't need to because the bread was plenty moist. That's weird. But you get it in and over as quickly as possible so you can start chewing. You guys were still trying to put it in your mouths, the bread. And I already had it. I was in over and I was chewing because I took the pea. I got, I was last just to get my bread. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, you guys took the bigger pieces. I don't know why, but you did. So I took the last one that was left, and I knew by looking at you that you still had breads coming out of your mouth, and I've already, I'm already past that. Maybe I have a smaller mouth than you. I've heard you rap. I doubt it. <laughs> you don't have a smaller mouth than me. I do, look. Yeah, you're just full of baloney as well. <laughs> you do not have a smaller mouth. How big can you open your mouth? Is this a contest? <laughs> it is. A contest for me to win? All right. Yeah, you have you to win. have to match. You get two. Uh, uh, you're cheating. You're no, not, I'm not. You're trying to lose this one. That's as far Why as it Why don't we how small I can open my mouth? What did you do? Have some kind of jaw-wired shut surgery? What happened to you in your youth? <laughs> you can totally. I, I got to tell you that uh, I love opera singers. Love, love, love opera singers. Because you're married to one. Yes, my wife is in the opera chorus, but the, uh, the, I get to meet a lot of the soloists, the principals, for interviews. In fact, I think uh, we're going to talk to, in the upcoming days, we're going to talk to my friend Catherine Frady. Mm -hmm. And the uh, opera singers are always asked, for whatever reason, uh, to sing in their photo shoots or to pretend they're singing in their photo shoots. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the women I've spoken with hate the cliche opera singer pose no, because they, the photographer, for whatever reason, and you see these on posters, dozens of posters, one opera after another after another, whereas the, the diva, the lead, the, the soprano, has got her mouth as open, as wide as possible. She's out there belting. That's attractive. It's not. And <laughs> the girls know that it's not. And they're, I think, my prediction is that at some point, the women of opera are going to push back and say, stop already with the picture where I have to go, ah, because it's not pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it shows that they've got, I mean, it's what it looks like in the show. It's accurate. But you're not, we don't need to see accuracy in a poster for Romeo and Juliet. We need to mm -hmm. see beauty. I'd want to be like this. 
That would be opera noir. I think you're doing the uh, operatic version of Casablanca over there. Well, then that's the opera that I would do. Have you been to an opera yet? Because we can get, we can yes. hook you up. Which one? I don't know. I think There's, it was like some Western. Oh yeah, yeah. There was. There's a famous opera, I think, by Puccini about you, the, you the girls it. of the West. Yeah. I don't. There was it's a set, house. And right. It's sung in Italian, but it's bar. set in the old in a saloon in the old West, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an actual opera. Oh, well, that's yeah. the one I saw. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, we've got uh, several operas coming up in... Um, opera seasons match the school season. Mm -hmm. So it starts in the fall, then they have one in the winter, and then one in the spring, and then they take the summer off. That's cool. So in February, you can see Romeo and Juliet at the Tennessee Theater on Valentine's, the 14th and the 16th. And then at the end of the month, I'm pretty sure it's the... I have to look exactly, but it's probably around the 28th, 29th, uh, Marble City Opera, where Catherine Frady works. She's the executive director. They are doing an opera called Shadowlight, and it is a world premiere. Um, they were involved in... Um, Brandon Gibson had to write a grant proposal. He, uh, he's the, he works for the opera company, but he also is a great singer. Mm -hmm. So he wrote this proposal in which he gets to play um, a famous artist named Buford... Uh, give me a second. Anyway, it's... Um, a story about an African-American artist from Knoxville who has to, you know, because he's an artist, he's African-American, he's got a lot of issues. He, he moves to New York and is, finds happiness and success up there, mm -hmm. um, meets up with James Baldwin. Well, that's what the opera's about. That's and pretty cool. It's going to be, it's a world premiere, and they're doing it in Knoxville with Marble City Opera. Uh, and then in the spring, there's an opera called Harriet Tubman in May, at the beginning of May, and an opera called... Pagliacci, which is famous, you know, I Pagliacci, mm -hmm. at the end of May. Well, we have uh, an interview that you did from, yeah. uh, the, is it the Knoxville? Well, this is another thing. Oh, my love, I forgot about my William Schaub interview. We're supposed to run that, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Well, William Schaub is a concertmaster. He plays a violin for the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra, and he and Sarah Ringer stopped by. They are performing this coming Friday night, which is February 7th, at Sacred Heart Cathedral in Knoxville. It's a free show. You have to reserve your tickets in advance on Eventbrite or pick them up at the bookstore, the Paraclete bookstore next to Sacred Heart Cathedral for this fantastic show where they're, all the violinists of the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra, 11 of them, are going to each do a series of solos with um, fantastic violin music. It's all, I think, Bach. And it's stuff that is important to these violinists and they're excited about performing it. So, uh, Hunter, if you could roll the, uh, the, my interview with William Schaub and Sarah Ringer, uh, it's a great, you'll love this. They're fantastic young musicians here on Mountain Fun Life. It is morning in the mountains on Mountain Fun Life. Hi, Frank Murphy here. And today we get to talk about one of my favorite topics, and it's music. And two of the all-star violinists from the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra are joining us. First, concertmaster Will Schaub. Will, how are you? Great to be here, Frank. As well as Sarah Ringer. Nice to see you, Sarah. Yeah. Now, I've heard you play, but I've rarely heard you speak. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to do that. <laughs> but you're also, you're both amazing violinists. Oh, and one of the cool things is that you have gotten, how many violinists are in this project? Twelve? Eleven? Uh, Eleven violinists. Eleven violinists who are, on their own time, are volunteering to raise money for charity by playing beautiful music on Friday, February 7th. Give me the details. Yes, so on, on Friday, February 7th at 7 p.m., 
11 of us will be performing the complete sonatas and partitas for unaccompanied violin by Johann Sebastian Bach. Is that what this is back here? It's very close. It looks complicated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, um, and as violinists, we live side by side with this music from a very young age. Yeah. We, and um, it's wonderful music. It's it's. It's special to the violin hang, repertoire. Hang on a second. You said from a very young age. You're still in your 20s. True. Okay. <laughs> even younger than that. I mean, even like 10 years old, we'll be performing this great music by Bach. And um, to live alongside it, we're so excited to share it with our community in Knoxville. All right. Now, Sarah, how did you get involved when, you know, crazy concert master over here comes up and says, hey, I've got this idea for a gig. It's really hard and challenging, <laughs> and we're going to do it for no money. <laughs> So, um, well, first of all, I just love this music. I mean, I think most violinists, it's sort of like, like Will is saying, you have a relationship with this music. So you might start when you're young. And I find every time I perform it that I find something new. I'll hear how the harmonies are working or I'll, I'll hear a different thing being brought out when I'm, every time I come back to it to relearn it and present it again. So it never gets old. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, first of all, I just love the music. And then um, I also have kind of, um, my, my church has some connections with the ministry that we're supporting. So Which I was really, I go to Church of the Ascension. And the ministry. The ministry that we're gonna be, um, charity that we're supporting is Fish Hospitality Pantries. Um, this is a great local Knoxville charity. Um, it's a food pantry, but it's, it, it really lives by the motto that it's more than a food pantry. It's looking always for ways to, kind of raise people yes. up in a more holistic way. And by coincidence, this free concert, because it'll take up a collection, this is a free admission, is being held at a different church, I think is right across the street. Right across the street, from, yep. Uh, from the Ascension, it's being done at the Cathedral of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, which is a brand new, spanking, brand spanking new cathedral, maybe a year old at this point, two years mm -hmm. old. And you guys are gonna be in there. The acoustics are good. I've already heard Will play there um, in this concert before an opera performance about a year ago. Mm -hmm. So you know the room. Oh, absolutely. The acoustics are wonderful, and it's so perfect for this repertoire. Yeah. So we're very much looking All forward right. to being there. So you've got 11 violinists divvying up this huge work, right? Is that how it goes? That's right, yes. Uh, normally, would a would, uh, uh, soloist do the whole thing by the, his or herself? Each yeah. each one of the so there's three sonatas and three partitas, oh, okay. each of which have four to, what, eight movements? Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, so... So we had a contest to decide who gets to play what. <laughs> well, contest a Google document, and uh, and we each signed up for about two or three that we were passionate about that we really wanted to perform and, and share. And it worked out well. And it worked out great. It was incredible how everything just came together. And now I read an article in Violinist Magazine. Why I was reading Violinist Magazine? Well, he sent me the link. But I read an article that you will, as concertmaster, you ended up with whether by choice or by default, the most complicated part. Would well, you agree, Sarah? I actually would, arguably. <laughs> the C major fugue is, I'll let Will tell you about it, but. Well, I mean, all of them have their own unique challenges. Yeah. Um, the one that I'm playing just happens to be particularly long. Is it at the beginning or the end, the middle? It's right in the middle. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so you don't need a conductor in this case because we're going to see 11 solo performances back to back to back to back. That's right, yes, with a little bit of speaking about the music and we'll be talking oh, a good. bit. So. Excellent. Well, this is part of the Cathedral Concert Series at Sacred Heart. So even the next night, there's another free show. They have so many during the course of the year. On uh, Friday night, February 7th, there'll be a wonderful opportunity to come hear this beautiful music. It's all Bach, 
all back all the time, you know. That's right. <laughs> Outstanding. Yes. All right, any parting words, Sarah, about this music and fish pantry? Um, I just think it's a really fantastic cause. I think it's a, a ministry that, you know, really raises up a lot of people in Knoxville. Um, Good. And then the music is, you know, I think somebody said once these are like box conversations with God. I mean, they're really wow. amazingly... They're really amazing works of music. Right. They're worth hearing. So Now, the best thing to do is, of course, you can look online and find a way to get tickets, reserve your free tickets that way, or there's a Paraclete bookstore at the cathedral, and you can go in. My wife has already gone in and gotten our free tickets oh, so that right. we can plan to be there and make sure that we have them in hand. Uh, you can get that when the Paraclete is open. Look up uh, Sacred Heart Cathedral online. They've got all the information for the uh, cathedral concert yes, series. Yes, we hope to see you there. Um, this will be a particularly unique opportunity to hear the violinists of the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra. We are passionate educators here in Knoxville. We perform throughout Knoxville all the time, and we come from some of the world's greatest music schools, and we are so proud to share this music and be in this wonderful community. Excellent. So. Sarah Ringer, Will Schaub, two of the 11 you'll see on Friday night at the Secret Sacred Heart Cathedral. Thank you very much. I Thank appreciate you so you much both. for having us. Thanks. Awesome. All right. What do I say to musicians? I don't say break a leg or toy, toy, toy. <laughs> Is there a thing? Good luck is great. Good luck. All right. <laughs> You're watching Morning in the Mountains. I'm Frank Murphy. More of the show right after this. A fun thing to do that's coming up this Friday, and it's a free event. You just have to reserve your tickets ahead yeah. of time. And they'll pass the collection plate for the fish pantry. So I've got my mm -hmm. tickets. I uh, picked them up at the Paraclete, or my wife picked them up at the Paraclete bookstore, but you can also get them online at Eventbrite. So look for that, the violinists of the Knoxville Symphony Orchestra performing all those Bach pieces this Friday night, February 7th. Awesome! And then also, make sure to mention Mountain Fun Life to work out anytime in Sevierville, Tennessee for your free seven-day trial. That's pretty so cool stuff. That's a yeah. cool thing we'll to do. up with another free thing for watching Mountain Fun Life. Oh, yeah. So we've got the new schedule we want you to learn about where you can watch us at 10 o'clock, Monday through Friday. On Mondays and Tuesdays, Kira and I are here doing really the same kind of Morning in the Mountains type show that you've come to know and love over the past eight months, uh, except it's on at 10 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about topics. For example, we talked about... Um, Food. Food to today, eat. and Kim sent in a suggestion that she likes local goat, which is terrific, and puckets, which is new. Mm -hmm. So those are two good places right in the heart of Pigeon Forge uh, that she's recommending. So we're going to go check those out. Um, and then, uh, so we do Monday, Tuesday, it's uh, you and me. And then on Wednesdays, uh, tomorrow we're doing the sports show with Rich Haley, but we've started a new schedule. We're just kind of uh, evolving and adapting. Starting next Wednesday, Jim Johnson and Dre Hilton will do their uh, entertainment show talking mm -hmm. about things to go, shows to go see in yeah. and around the Smoky Mountains. I think that'll be a really cool um, segment of Morning in the Mountains because we yeah. don't always cover all the places that you can go as far as entertainment goes. So we do it mostly be... through the interviews, like for right. example when when uh, Guy uh, and Guy, Guy Windsor would come over, he'll tell us about whatever he's working. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or some of the other show people who've come over. Right. The and jugglers the, and Dre the, Hilton's been in a lot of shows before too. Yeah. So that's a really cool thing. Yeah, the dog handler. We had the dog handler, we had the juggler, we had the, <laughs> the ventriloquist. I've had a lot of people lot of come people. in. <laughs> and we still continue we'll, we'll continue to do that, but we'll focus that a lot on the Wednesday show. And then Thursday for the past it's been a while. It's been back since September, October. We started doing the uh, the show called Ask Frank Live mm -hmm. with you and me. And that now will be part of Morning in the Mountains. Uh, but we'll still have the giveaways aspect and yes. maybe focusing on one 
basically, if you've got one of the great tourist attractions in and around the Smokies, we can feature you on the Thursday show. Mm-hmm. You come in, you bring some stuff to give away, like um, our friend from Anakista did. Yeah, she brought um, Melanie. some passes to Anakista. So you show up, you bring your, you bring the goods, you sit here, we do the interview, we give away the prizes, and we have a fun time. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a, a very fun show. And then on uh, Fridays, because Fridays is right near the weekend, we want to make sure we cover sports, and that'll be the normal segment for Rich Haley and Sports. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we're about out of time, Frank. We're at, we are. <laughs> you know me, though. I, I will not... Uh, stop talking until someone says, Frank, stop talking. Frank, stop talking. Oh, come on. I wasn't ready yet. You're watching Morning in the Mountains on the Mountain Fun Life channel. I'm Kira Cup, and, and this I, is Frank Murphy, and, Frank and Murphy, you're still you talking. Know, I threw away the duct tape. You can't tape my mouth shut again. But thank you so much for watching. <laughs> we'll see you next time.